Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by SonicWeb Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SonicWeb Studios is the answer. SonicWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson Zia. If you love fast paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target. Where truth is an illusion, and those you love will be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Z has garnered great reviews and Eve 11 enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and many else. So grab your copy today for Ghost Missing by Mia Molson Z, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music, and now playing on HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, and hoodies, and also baseball gear and more. Makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia for great bullet like missing, ones, wrinkles, victims of shame, and also... Check out the merchandise section, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, and also phone cases as well, too. Amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com at the Mike Widener Show. Make sure you do so today. We're here with a terrific gentleman from San Diego, California. He's a serial entrepreneur, founder of Schlegel Consulting, and implemented a team, effective strategies at Hewlett Packard, also New Tech and Accelero. Excel Aero would we'll talk about that. He's also lived and worked in Japan. He also speaks some uh, Japanese. Don't be surprised if he um, throws a few uh, sentences here and there. He's also a former director of engineering for multiple tech companies. And he has a new book talking about how unique strengths that each type brings to problem solving, as well as underlying motivations, leadership characteristics, and other key traits and applies to each dynamic. And we're going to talk about the book, Teamwork 9.0, live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios. You know, along the San Francisco Bay from uh, San Diego, California to the Bay, the serial entrepreneur, founder of Schlegel Consulting and the author of Teamwork 9.0, professional use of the Enneagram, ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented Matt Schlegel. Matt, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for that terrific introduction, Mike. I'm flattered. Well, it's great to have you on board. But before we begin, what is actually an Enneagram? Well, that's a great question. So the Enneagram is often known as a personality system. And you can think of other systems like Myers-Briggs, DISC, Strength Finders. Uh, if you've you know worked in corporate America, you've likely encountered these. And Enneagram is um, often classified as one of those systems as well. It has nine distinct types. And, um, and you can use it, it's a very, very powerful system for understanding um, internal motivations and interactions between your teammates. 
Hmm. That's very interesting. We'll talk more about the book. Uh, you've uh, been through that yourself, a serial entrepreneur, founder of Schlegel Consulting. You also uh, lived and worked in Japan. And uh, maybe you can just uh, utter a few uh, Japanese uh, phrases for us. Uh... <laughs> Have you been to Japan before? No, but I had a couple of friends of mine that went there. One was in radio and um, one had their parents uh, teaching in the mission, but I would love to go there too. So it's just like, you know, sounds fascinating. Maybe you can teach us a bit of Japanese in the meantime. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I just said, hello, how are you? <laughs> and how do we respond in Japanese? Uh, you could just say, um, you could almost repeat back the same thing. You could say, Konnichiwa, Genki desu. Konnichiwa, Genki desu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'll practice it later as well, too. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it took me a few years to get to there. <laughs> mm -hmm. And of course, it's going to take some practice, too. And uh, before we talk about your book, Teamwork 9.0 and everything else, uh, Matt, tell us how you first got started. Well, um, you know, I started out as uh, an engineering um, student, went into an engineering career. And along the way, my boss came to me and said, hey, Matt, I want you to lead a team. And I'm like, I know nothing about leading teams. I only know about leading electrons. And he says, fine, you're, you'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> and knowing me, I wasn't fine. I was worried. So I just started studying everything I can get my hands on related to teamwork and leadership. And I, I took it to heart to, you know, try to do a good job in this new role that I was being asked to do. And along the way, I, I encountered this um, system called the Enneagram. And by the time I came to the Enneagram, I'd already encountered the Myers-Briggs and DISC. And, and as I go through those systems, you know, I have this very analytical, skeptical mind. And I take apart these systems and I put them back together. I figure out what works and what doesn't work. And so when I got to the Enneagram, I'm like, no matter how much I took it apart, it's like, wow, this is amazing. It goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And um, and not only that, it's just terrifically effective. It, it, you know, better than any of the other systems that I had used with my teams, it really, you know, got to kind of the core underlying motivation of what was going on. And, and my teammates could really relate to what their, you know, Enneagram style was telling them. And they were learning about themselves in a way that they hadn't even appreciated. And I certainly had that same experience as well. Mm -hmm. and, and how's the Enneagram different from the uh, Warwick and also the uh, Myers-Briggs and the uh, other tests as well too? What sets it apart from the um, other personality tests um, that's out there too? And especially us, it's like, you know, it, it was a Myers-Briggs and Warwick and uh, others were like, you know, that was popular back then up until now. Right. So, the, you know, one of the things that I think really sets it apart is the dynamicism in it. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we all change over time and, you know, even within a day, you know, we can have different, you know, stressors or be relaxed and and our 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 behaviors will change. Um, you know, over the day, over the week, over the months, over the years. And the, the Enneagram actually speaks to how that 
changes. And when you look at the Enneagram diagram, you can see it's a circle and it has a bunch of lines in the middle of it. And those lines are, you know, giving us some clues as to, you know, how our behaviors will change depending on whether we're in a stress situation or we're in a relaxed situation. So for instance, my I'm, I'm type six. So mm -hmm. my starting point is that six style. But when I get stressed, you know, you know, I, I, I respond, my, I get anxious. And mm -hmm. so my anxiety starts to come up and I start to get very focused on getting stuff done. I create mm -hmm. checklists and I just check stuff off and I get all this stuff done. And as I get stuff done, my anxiety goes down. Well, what that looks like in terms of the Enneagram is I move over to the type three when I'm in that stress state and I become, and the type three is often known as the, um, the achiever. And so I get really, you know, focused and achieving a lot. And then when I get relaxed, I move towards the nine and the, the nine is often called the harmonizer. Mm. And so I just become relaxed and listening and just making sure everybody gets along. So, you know, the, the Enneagram will describe, you know, how I change depending on my stress level. And each one of those nine types has a distinct movement you know, from stress to unstress that and that that speaks to them. And and that's one of the really powerful things I love about the Enneagram. So so the Enneagram is based on uh, how much stress level you have, actually. So was it like um, one is having like um, high stress and nine is like low stress? It's like I see you have helper, achiever, in, innovator, investigator and peacemaker and all that. Is that like, you know, stress level going from like one to nine, like ascending or descending? Um, actually, the um, we can get back to the the numbers and why the enneagram is numbers. But every type one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine um, will be relaxed or stressed, you know. And but they respond to stress or non-stress in a unique way. So that's that's what the Enneagram is saying is that, you know, if I'm a type one and I get really stressed, then I start to move towards the type four and I kind of get more emotional. Whereas when I'm relaxed, I move towards the type seven and then I kind of start becoming, you know, happy, go lucky, looking for fun things to do. And so it's um, so each each type has that unique movement in it. So in other words, you can pretty much just bounce around, like saying from type one to type three to type five and everything else just throughout the day. So it's not definitive, unlike you have the um, the Meyer-Briggs test and the other test where it's like you have this, have that, and pretty much defines you and um, no questions asked. That's what it sounds like. You just bounce all over with the Enneagram. Yeah, you can. And, and you know, every type has... Um, you know, greater ease or less ease of access to the other types, right? So for instance, as a type six, I've already told you I have access to the three and the nine. I also have very easy access to the um, types on either side of my type, which is they're often called the wings. So the five and the seven, um, but I have less ease of access 
access to some of the other types, right? And this is what I talk about in the book as well. It's like you understand your strengths and where you what roles that you can easily go into to complement your team and then which ones are going to be harder for you. And so when you surround yourself with complementary teammates, then you can all have access to these different points. And and then getting back to your question about the numbers, you know, and, and this was my big epiphany of the Enneagram. Um, you know, there's a lot of books out there about the Enneagram. Why do I need to write one? Mm-hmm. Well, I asked the question, you know, why are the Enneagram types numbers? And why are they in that order? Like, why couldn't the one be the three or the three be the eight, you know? And it turns out they're numbers for a reason and they're in that order for a reason because it's exactly the order in which humans solve problems. Oh, wow. From one to nine. Amazing. Yes. And so it, so the Enneagram is also the human problem solving process steps one through nine. And that's really the, the crux of my book was to essentially shed light on this aspect of the Enneagram that isn't well understood in most of the Enneagram literature. And so now once you understand that, oh, it's a problem solving process. So where am I in problem solving? I can look and see what step I'm in. And then now you know which personality dynamic is exactly tuned for that step in problem solving. And, and then once you understand that and you're managing a team that, you know, teams solve problems, right? I mean, at the, at the base of it, that's what you have your team do, solve problems. Mm-hmm, and so exactly. when you're going through the problem solving process, you can see, oh, where, where is my team? What, what's my team really good at? Oh, okay. Well, I, I understand that now. I have those dynamics on the team. Where's my team, you know, not doing as well? I need more of that dynamic in order to you know, compliment the team and help them get all the way around the circle of problem solving. That is so interesting. And we'll talk more with uh, Max Schlegel of Teamwork 9.0 and how I got started. But first, listen to Mike Widener's show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention Mike Widener's show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson Zia. If you love fast paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is an illusion and those you love will be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Zia has garnered great reviews in Eve 11 and George Bell Howard's lovers, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries. Take the Mike Widener Show at the end, any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to amazon.com slash me and for great books like Missing, Ones, Wrinkles, Vixens with Shame, also merchandise and more. Amazon.com. Check out the Mia and Molson Zia store and 
Don't forget to support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com at the Mike Widener Show. Make sure you do so today. We're here with Serial Entrepreneur, founder of Schlegel Consulting, and the uh, author of Teamwork 9.0, professional use of the Enneagram here on the Mike Widener Show. And um, before we get back to the book, you were the former director of engineering for a number of tech companies. You also uh, worked in Japan. And uh, tell us about some of your experience. Um, now, did these also apply with the Enneagram, or was that before that? Oh, you know, I came to the Enneagram kind of, you know, midway through my career. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, it was just really nice to, you know, encounter that tool, just as part of the my growing experience and learning more about how to make my teams effective. But yeah, so, so um, had we went to Japan, um, well before that, um, pretty much right out of school and um, lived there for three years and then um, returned back to the Bay Area, um, which is where both my wife and I are from. And by that time we had kids and we wanted to be near the grandparents. And so we just settled here and have been here ever since. Wow, it's amazing. And um, when you lived in Japan, uh, did they, uh, did they uh, apply the Enneagram over there too or? You know, um, there's a, not when I was there, you know, it was not used widely um, that I know of. Um, I know there are some books that have been translated, um, you know, into Japanese, but I haven't worked um, with Japanese clients on the Enneagram, but I have a, um, a colleague who does um, quite a bit of work on, you know, with Japanese companies, and uh, she is introducing the Enneagram there. So I'm supporting her in that. Hmm. That's rather interesting, too. And the Enneagram also goes way back when. And of course, you know, a nice little interesting history about it, uh, going back to 1915. So I guess that's been around for a while and finally discovered. That's so amazing. Well, actually, it it has roots back for several thousand years. Wow. Yeah. And um, the fellow that I think you're mentioning, Gurdjieff, um, is he introduced, he discovered all of this, um, you know, ancient wisdom about the Enneagram, and then he brought it into the West. And then it got picked up by a psychologist named Oscar Echazo in the 50s. And he's the one who developed the Enneagram into what we know of now is that personality system where he really focused on the personality dynamics and then um you know and then a bunch of um you know work was done in the 60s and 70s on it and um really you know flushed out the 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 personality side of the system uh, but actually going back to some of those earlier works like gurchev he does talk about the enneagram as this kind of process or this flow um, that happens in nature. And that's why, you know, he talks about that, the order of the numbers. And so it was going back to some of those earlier works where I really, um, you know, got these great ideas about, you know, bringing this up in as a human problem solving process as well. That's really interesting. And what prompted you, uh, what first prompted you to write uh, Teamwork 9.0? Well, you know, it was just the success I was having, you know, once, you know, one, the success of just using the Enneagram with the team as a personality system. And then I started to use it as a problem solving system with with teams and just, uh, you know, taking a team through that process is um, was just 
so amazing to see how the team came together to solve problems that they didn't think they could solve and do it in a way that caused the solutions to be very effective and lasting. And I did a number of these um, you know, at, when I was working at, at a company, when I was just first starting to work with it, and it was so effective, I decided to um, branch out and start a consulting practice around it, did that for a number of years. And then um, I said, you know, I really got to get this out into the world. And so I committed to writing the book and, um, and getting that out. Mm -hmm. and, and also, too, that uh, you also mentioned helper, achiever, individualist, uh, investigator, enthusiast, challenger, peacemaker, and more as well, too. And um, what, what would you say is probably the most rarest trait that you have among like these, um, the, the nine uh, factors in there, like you have the sub ones, like successful, adaptable, innovative, creative, and all that. What do you think is like the rarest trait that you see in there or the rare sub trait? You know, um, that's a great question. And I, I don't know. The short answer is I don't know. I, because I see, um, you know, all types all the time. Uh, you know, if, if you just had to, to ask me, I would say that, you know, I would just assume that it's a pretty even distribution. But what you what you do find is that certain types are drawn to certain vocations. So, you know, when you, you know, say you're going to um, think about nurses, mm, nurses, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've done workshop for nurses where well over half of them are the type two helper. Right, mm -hmm. because twos are drawn to that vocation. Um, you know, when I'm uh, working uh, with with my clients' companies, you know, I, I'll find like CEOs are often type eight. I'll find CFOs are often type one. Now, it doesn't mean that you know a CEO can't be another type, and the, and of course they can. It's just you, you find a lot of type eights in CEO roles and a lot of type ones in CFO roles. So we our, our type does uh, make us inclined to pursue uh, certain vocations. Um, one, because we're just naturally gifted in that role and we can do a great job at it. it it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's essentially like our superpower to, <laughs> to be able, you know, and it, and it, and it becomes, it, it's very easy for us for, for the type six, my type, um, you know, my brain is always thinking about the future. My brain is just always thinking about what if this happens? What if that happens? Uh, I live in the future. And, um, I, and so I'm really good at planning and thinking ahead and thinking about what's going to happen. And, um, I'm just very well tuned for that. So you see a lot of project managers as sixes, because that's, you know, what a lot of project managers do is plan ahead. It may, so, be, th may be a thing in the movie, back to the future. We go back to the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's get, you know, so you get companies with certain Enneagram type styles, you get even nations with certain Enneagram type styles, and you can see that. But, you know, even though you might have a culture that is more inclined towards a certain style, underneath, you know, you get the full spread of Enneagram types in my experience. So, so basically, like with uh, you talk about the nations, like with Americans, you know, going a certain way or Japanese going a certain way. What do you think is like the most unique uh, path in terms of like, you know, either profession or country with the Enneagram, like, say, 
maybe Sweden, Finland, or maybe Thailand or Iceland or anything like that? Um, yeah, you know, I, I you know, I, 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 it's hard for me to say, you know, I, I know there's been some work done on, um, you know, kind of looking at the Enneagram types of certain, you know, countries. So, I mean, if you just take the US and Canada, as an example, right? Mm -hmm. Very different cultures, right? De very different styles. And, you know, I have a friend who is from Canada, and he is a type eight, and um, which is the asserter. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he tells me how when he lived in Canada, he felt a little out of place because being assertive, isn't really promoted in Canada. He thinks Canada is more of a type nine harmonizer mm -hmm. culture. And he just feels more comfortable being in America because he thinks America is a type eight, more assertive culture. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I thought that was an interesting observation as well. That is rather interesting. And I'm glad you brought that up. It's like, you know, Canada is more a type nine harmony and, um, yeah. you know, type eight would be assertive in the United States. And um, what would you say, Japan, what type would that be? Or maybe the neighboring states like or, or countries like, say, Thailand or even like Australia or something, maybe just some observations. What type would, would they be? Right. Well, you know, I so I lived in Japan and as a type six, um, I really felt comfortable in that environment. Um, you know, because they they create sixes like a lot of predictability and everything about the culture is very predictable. You know, you say something, you know what somebody's going to say back to you. Mm -hmm. You know, all the trains, they run like if if the train is one minute off schedule, uh -huh. you will get an apology. The, the conductor will apologize to you. <laughs> I am so sorry we're one minute late. <laughs> you know, so like if you want to if you want to be in a culture that is very predictable, you know, so I would say, you know, Japan definitely has some, uh, you know, a strong type six culture. It has other things as well. Um, but, you know, I, I, I felt very comfortable there. And then and then it was very different. You know, I did a lot of work in um, China as well. And I found that, you know, uh, you know, working with the Chinese, you know, all of that predictability isn't as much isn't as important as just being helpful, you know, so they were just always very attentive and just wanting to help you. What do you want done? What do you want done? And um, and that's more of a, a, a type two culture. So I kind of get the I, I had the feeling that the, the Chinese culture might be a little more type two, um, you know, so you, you start to get these flavors in the culture of you know what's important to them and that that's also reflected in enneagram style mm -hmm. it, it sounds like there's a not a lot of uh you know conflict and everything else it can also be resolved too and um what about like you know entertainers athletes or um you know along along those lines what do you think uh the enneagram would fall on yeah you know uh, uh, again every um I, you know every sport probably has a a, a type that is more, um, you know, attractive to, a, a, you know, to that sport, you know, so th this friend I was mentioning, who's from Canada, he was, he actually played uh, professional basketball oh, for really? the, um, 
Greek national team. Oh, and um, and he said that there's a lot of eights in basketball. It's a very assertive, very aggressive um, style of play. And um, and so he, he found that there were quite a bit of eights in that. He says, you know, baseball, probably mostly fives, mm -hmm. um, which is the the observer. Um, but you have to be very patient in in baseball and um, fives are probably the most patient type. And so, you you know, so I could see a lot of fives being drawn to baseball mm. and on and on and on. Right. So each sport is going to draw a certain a certain style that, you know, would be very uh, conducive to that type. How about how about football and hockey? Um, you know, I. I I, in my experience watching them, I, I would see, you know, a lot of, both of those are very aggressive sports. So I would imagine the eights would be very drawn to those. Um, I think the, um, just the intensity of those, you know, you know, both football and hockey, that really high intensity really speaks to that type eight energy so i i would i would think that there would be quite a lot of type eights in those sports that's rather interesting and uh, what can people uh, get from the book uh, teamwork 9.0 come again what what, what can uh, what can uh, the reader uh, get out of the book with teamwork oh what can they get out of the book yeah so um you know i i do a brief overview of the enneagram but then i di i dive right into explaining how the enneagram can be used as a problem solving system and then I go into, you know, talking about, you know, what, how you can make your team very effective moving through problem solving, which types are going to be able to step into roles as you move around in problem solving and which types won't. And, you know, and one of the things about, you know, problem solving um, systems that I've seen is that usually they minimize the human emotional aspect of problem solving. Mm -hmm. They become very analytical and they become very dry. But problem solving actually is a very emotional process that humans go through. And this is another thing that I really like about the Enneagram view of this is because it speaks directly to steps two, three, and four are, it, are emotional steps. Huh. They they are the emotional part of problem solving, like who cares about the problem, who has an emotional connection and wanting to solve the problem. That's step two. You know, what kind of ideas do I get out of that caring? You know, that's step three. And then what's my emotional reaction to these ideas? That's step four. And what I find is most problem solving systems really that they, they acknowledge the three the step three of of getting the ideas but they don't acknowledge all of the emotions that allow those ideas to emerge whereas the enneagram specifically does so i i go into that and um and then you know help people appreciate the value of allowing you to work through the emotional part to get to the more the analytical side, which is where I start, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm an engineer. I, I'm in six, you know, which is in the head group. So I'm in my head most of the time. And, you know, when I was doing engineering and I'm working with electrons, you know, 
you know, it was quite easy for me, right? Because there's a problem and I'm going to design a circuit to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And I know what the rules of how electrons behave. And so I can just say, okay, I'll, I'll just be an electron. What, what would I do if I yeah, operated I with these rules? You be the whatever. That's right. right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, but then, but then when you get to teams, I realized, you know, there, it's not just cut and dry, you know, rules, analytical rules for how teams work. There is this whole emotional component to getting a team to work. And I think the Enneagram speaks to that better than any other system I've ever encountered. So, you know, that that's what I hope readers will get out of the book. Plus, you know, just a real practical usage of the book uh, of that system to help their teams be more effective. And that's very interesting as well, too. And Matt, where can we find the book at? Uh, you can find it on Amazon, Teamwork 9.0. Certainly amazing. And uh, what's coming up for Mash Lego? We'll find out just one minute. You listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at soundcrabstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, The Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with the author of uh, Teamwork 9.0, Match Lego, after this time. We're back with the author, Max Schlegel of Teamwork 9.0, professional use of the Enneagram here on the Mike Wagner Show. Learned a lot about the Enneagram, and I'm going to um, apply that as well today. I'll try to get my teammates, which is my family, to use that. And what can we expect me in uh, 2022 and beyond, Matt? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. One, I just I just want to offer, I do, um, if you go to my website, um, evolutionaryteams.com, there is a complimentary Enneagram assessment there that everybody is welcome to, to take and, um, and start that journey of understanding your Enneagram type. Usually when most people take the test, they will find that they score highly on two or three types. And you just use that as a starting point, use it as a process of elimination, and then think about the, the motiva underlying motivations of each of those three types to get to what you think you might be your core type. And so, you know, um, I'm really enjoying, you know, having these conversations with people about the Enneagram just, and, and I really appreciate you, Mike, um, helping me get out the word on, on the Enneagram just as a powerful tool. I would love if everybody had that in their toolkit and had the vocabulary the Enneagram gives us to be able to have conversations about our interactions with the people in our lives. And so um, I'm doing Enneagram workshops, I'm helping teams and facilitating them. And, you know, and another really fascinating thing that I'm working on is, you know, there's, um, you know, we have this big challenge uh, that we're all going to be facing with climate change, and that's a big problem. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm hoping that we can apply some of the learnings from the Enneagram in problem solving to just help us work through um, collectively as as humanity to to solve the climate crisis as well. That's really appreciated as well, too. And I like what you said as well, too. And when you said it, I feel like I'm at number nine right now. So. <laughs> And well, just a couple you. of things, Matt. No problem. And uh, who do you consider biggest influence in your career? You know, um, I could I could tell you that that the um, the single most important thing I've ever learned in my adult life is the Enneagram. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm really appreciative of my um, Enneagram mentor, 
um, who who brought me, you know, into this world and um, helped me understand it. And, he, you know, he's still, uh, you know, just, you know, very important to me. And we um, conduct a number of Enneagram workshops together. So um, I'm really appreciative of, of uh, Roger for that. And certainly amazing as well, too. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Well, I would, um, I suggest that you start, you know, take that um, first step in your journey of self-discovery and um, start with the Enneagram. It's a really great tool for that. And we're going to be loyal to that as number six. We'll stick to it. <laughs> we're here yeah. with uh, Matt Schlegel, the author of Teamwork 9.0, Professional Use of the Enneagram here on the Mike Widener Show. Matt, a very big thank you for your time. You're absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love having you back. And once again, tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact? Where can people purchase or check out your book? Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. I really enjoyed the conversation. So um, you can uh, reach me at my website, which is evolutionaryteams.com. Evolutionary Teams is all one word. And then you can find the book on Amazon, uh, Teamwork 9.0 on Amazon. Thank we, you. We certainly will do so. Once again, Matt, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. We wish you all the best. And you definitely have a great future. Have you. Thank you, Mike.